are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, head on over to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group page, and there you'll be able to share your thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 226. We are reading from Volume 3, Book 6, Chapter 5, Paragraphs 381 to 387. 381. In order that I may not incur the blame of concealing what belongs to this chapter, I will mention another cause of the ruin of Judas. When the number of the apostles and disciples increased, the Lord resolved to appoint one of them to take charge of the alms received. Thus, to supply the common needs and pay the imperial tribute. Jesus made known his wishes to all indiscriminately without addressing himself to any one in particular. While all of them feared such an office and sought to evade it, Judas immediately strove to obtain it. In order to secure his appointment, he humbled himself so far as to ask St. John to speak to the Most Holy Queen and induce her to arrange this matter for him with her son. St. John yielded to the requests of Judas and spoke to the most prudent mother. But she, knowing that this request of Judas was not proper or just, but proceeded from ambition and avarice, did not wish to propose it to the divine master. The same kind of influence Judas sought to bring into play through St. Peter and other apostles without success, for the Lord in his goodness wished to stay his ruin and justify his cause before men, if he should grant the request. At this resistance, the heart of Judas, already corrupted by avarice, instead of quietly yielding, was consumed with unhappy desires for the office, and the devil stirred up thoughts of vilest ambition, such as would have been most improper and wicked in any one, and hence were much more culpable in Judas, who had been a disciple in the school of highest perfection, and who had lived in the light of the sun of justice and its beautiful moon, Mary. Neither in the day of abundant graces, when the sun Jesus lighted his paths, nor in the night of temptations, when the moon Mary disclosed to him the wiles of the poisonous serpent, could he have failed to become aware of the wickedness of such suggestions. But as he flew from the light and cast himself willfully into darkness, he presumed to ask Most Holy Mary in a direct manner for her influence in obtaining his object. He had lost all fear and hid his avarice in the cloak of virtue. 
Approaching her, he said that he had made his request through St. Peter and St. John, with the sole desire of diligently serving her and his divine master, since not all would attend to the duties of this office with proper solicitude, and that therefore he now asked her to obtain the position of purser for him from the master. 382. The great lady answered him with extreme gentleness, Consider well, my dearest, what thou askest, and examine whether the intentions are upright. Ponder well whether it is good for thee to seek that which all thy brethren fear and refuse to accept, unless they shall be compelled thereto by the command of their lord and master. He loves thee more than thou lovest thyself, and without doubt knows what will benefit thee. Resign thyself to his most holy will. Change thy purpose, and seek to grow rich in humility and poverty. Rise from thy fall, for I will extend thee a helpful hand, and my son will show thee his loving mercy. Who would not have yielded to these sweetest words and such urgent advice, spoken by such an amiable and heavenly creature as was Most Holy Mary? But this fierce and adamantine heart was not softened or moved. On the contrary, the soul of Judas was offended and enraged against the heavenly lady for thus offering him a means of escaping from his dreadful danger. Boundless ambition and avarice roused his fury against her, who seemed to hinder him in his projects, but he considered her well-meant advice as an insult. But the most meek and loving dove pretended not to notice his obstinacy, and said nothing more to him at that time. 383. After his interview with the Most Holy Mary, the avarice of Judas would not allow him to rest, casting off all modesty and natural shame. And the least spark of faith, Judas now resolved to apply to his divine master and savior, clothing himself like a consummate hypocrite in the garb of a sheep. He went to his master and said, Master, I wish to fulfill thy wishes and serve thee as thy purser and as the dispenser of the alms which we receive. I will look to the interests of the poor, fulfilling thy doctrine that we should do unto others as we wish them to do unto us. And I will see to it that the alms are distributed according to thy wishes, more profitably and orderly than hitherto. Such reasoning the specious hypocrite boldly used, committing many enormous sins in one and the same act, for first of all, he lied, concealing his real intention, then being ambitious of an honor which he did not merit. He neither wished to appear in his true light, nor did he wish to be in truth what he merely pretended to be. He also blamed his brethren, discrediting them and praising himself, the ordinary course of those who are ambitious. What is especially to be noticed in the conduct of Judas is that he showed his loss of infused faith for he attempted to deceive Christ as divine master by wearing the cloak of hypocrisy. For if he had firmly believed that Christ was true God and man who penetrated into the secrets of the heart, he could not have hoped to be able to deceive him, nor would he have attempted such double dealing, not only because he would have known Christ as the omniscient God, but because he would not have hoped to impose upon the infused and beatific science of Christ as man. Hence Judas had lost belief in all these prerogatives, and to his other sins added the sin of heresy. 384. 
What the apostle says in his first letter to Timothy was literally fulfilled in this treacherous disciple. For they will become rich, fall into temptation and into the snares of the devil, and into many unprofitable and hurtful desires, which drown men into destruction and perdition. For the desire of money is the root of all evils, which some coveting here have erred from the faith and have estranged themselves in many sorrows. 1 Timothy 6 9. All this happened to the perfidious and avaricious disciple, and his avarice was so much the more blamable, since he had the striking and admirable example of Christ and of his mother, and that of the whole apostolic company before his eyes. And they all accepted only very moderate alms. But the wicked disciple imagined that on account of the great miracles of his master and the multitudes which followed and gathered around him, the alms and offerings would increase, and he could have at his disposal large amounts. Seeing that his expectations were not realized, he was much disappointed, as he plainly showed on the occasion of the anointing of the Lord by Mary Magdalene. Mark 14.4. His desire of gathering an alms induced him to estimate the value of the ointment at 300 pence, and to complain that this money was withheld from the poor, among whom it could have been distributed. He was moved to say this because he regretted very much not to lay hands on it himself. Little cared he for the poor. He was highly incensed against the mother of mercy, because she distributed such generous alms among the poor, against the Lord, because he would not accept large donations, and against the apostles and disciples, because they did not ask for them. All this vexed him sorely, because his purse was thereby kept empty. Some months before the death of the Savior, he began frequently to avoid the other apostles, absenting himself from their company and from the Redeemer, for the intercourse with them was getting irksome to him, and he joined them only in order to collect what donations he could. During those times of absence, the demon inspired him with the thought of breaking entirely with the master and of delivering him over to the Jews. 385. But let us return to the answer given to Judas by the master, whom he asked to make him purser. We shall see how hidden and terrible are the judgments of the Most High. The Redeemer wished to ward off from him the danger which lay behind this request and which threatened the avaricious apostle with final perdition. In order that Judas might not excuse himself under plea of ignorance, the Lord answered him, Dost thou know, Judas, what thou seekest and what thou askest? Be not so cruel toward thy own self as to solicit and seek to obtain the poison and the arm which may cause thy death. Judas replied, Master, I desire to serve thee by employing my strength in the service of thy faithful followers, and in this way I can do it better than in any other. For I offer to fulfill all the duties of this office without fail. This daring presumption of Judas in seeking and coveting danger justified the cause of God in allowing him to enter and perish in the danger thus sought and coveted. He resisted the light and hardened himself against it. Water and fire was shown him. Life and death he stretched forth his hand and chose perdition. The justice of the Most High was made clear, and his mercy was exalted, since he had so often presented himself at the portals of this hardened heart, whence he had been spurned in order to make way for the devil. Later on, I will mention further particulars of the wickedness of Judas as a warning to mortals, for I do not wish to prolong this chapter too much. 
and they will fit better into other parts of this history. What mortal subject to sin will not be seized with great fear when he thus sees one of his fellow beings, who had belonged to the school of Christ and of his blessed mother, who was reared in the light of his doctrines and miracles, who performed the same wonders as the rest, in so short a time passed from the condition of an apostle into that of a demon, transform himself from an innocent sheep into a ravening and bloodthirsty wolf. From venial sins, Judas proceeded to most grievous and horrible crimes. He yielded himself to the devil, who already suspected that Christ was God, and who began to exercise the wrath he had against the Lord upon this unfortunate disciple strayed from the little flock. If, then, the fury of Lucifer is just as great and much greater after having learnt to his cost that Christ is the true God and Redeemer, what hope has the soul of escaping this inhuman and cruel enemy, who so vehemently and furiously seeks our eternal damnation? Instruction given to me by the Most Holy Queen of Heaven. 386. My daughter, all that thou hast written in this chapter is a most important warning for all those that live in the flesh and in the imminent danger of losing their eternal happiness. It should teach them to seek my most kind and powerful intercession and to fear the judgments of the Most High. For in this lies an efficacious means of salvation and of meriting a higher reward for the Lord. I wish to remind thee once more that among the secrets revealed to the beloved John at the Last Supper, was also this, that he had become the beloved disciple of Christ on account of his love toward me, and that Judas fell because he despised the mercy and kindness which I had shown him. At that time also the evangelist understood other great mysteries, communicated and wrought in me, that I should take part in the labor and suffering of the Passion, and that he should have special charge of me. My dearest, the purity which I require of thee must be greater than that of an angel." And if thou strive after it, thou wilt become my dearest child as St. John, and the most beloved and favored spouse of my son and Lord. His example in the ruin of Judas should continually serve thee as a stimulus and as a warning to seek only after my love and to be sincerely thankful for the love shown thee without thy merit. 387. I wish thee also to understand another secret hidden from the world, Namely, that one of the most vile and horrible sins before the Lord is the little esteem in which the just and the friends of the church are held, and especially the little veneration shown toward me, who is chosen for his mother, and am the cause of the happiness of all men. If the failure to love the enemies and contempt of them is so displeasing to the Lord and the saints of heaven, Matthew 18.35, how shall he bear with such treatment of his most dear friends, whom he holds as the apple of his eye and in deepest affection. Psalm 33.16 This counsel thou canst never bear in mind too much in this mortal life, and it is one of the signs of reprobation to hold in abhorrence the just. Beware of this danger and judge no one, especially those that reprehend and admonish thee. Matthew 7.1 Do not allow thyself to desire worldly things, least of all any office of superiority a desire which allures the human sense, disturbs the judgment, and obscures reason. Envy no one, his honor, nor the possession of any earthly thing, nor seek to obtain from the Lord anything else that is love and friendship. Man is full of blindest inclinations, and if he does not restrain them, he will begin to ask for that which will cause his eternal perdition. 
Sometimes the Lord, according to hidden judgment, grants these petitions and punishment for wicked desires, and of other sins as it happened with Judas. Such souls receive earthly reward for any good actions which they may have performed during mortal life. If thou wilt look into the deceptive course of the lovers of this world, thou wilt see that many consider themselves fortunate whenever they attain all that they desire according to their earthly inclinations. This only hastens their greater misfortune, for they have received the reward, cannot expect any in the eternal life. But the just who despise the world and meet with many adversities are withdrawn and shielded from danger, because the Lord denies them the temporal goods which they desire and ask for. In order that thou mayest not fall into such danger, I exhort and command thee never to hanker after, nor to seek earthly possession. Separate thyself from all, preserve thy will, free and independent. Never desire for anything beyond what is God's pleasure, for he will assume charge of all those that resign themselves to his divine providence. This concludes our reading today for day number 226. We've been reading from volume 3, book 6, chapter 5, paragraphs 381 to 387. Well, we see today in our reading really how the devil takes possession of Judas, that he has this desire, and one initially would think his desire is to serve, but Jesus and Mary both know of the evil desire, kind of the avarice that is filling his heart, the greed. And then we see how he goes through these numbers of sins as he talks to Jesus himself. But the devil tells him to resist what people are telling him and to do it his own way. Well, isn't that what happens in our own life? When we do things not according to the way of God, when we do things that the church tells us are against morality, well, we do it our way. And that's exactly what happens to Judas, and that's what happens to us, that we allow these evil thoughts to take root, and we begin to follow them instead of following the will of God that we pray for every time in the Our Father, Thy will be done. We see how Judas gets very upset, too, at the Blessed Mother and at Jesus, Mary gives out money freely. She wants to help those in need. Judas doesn't have that generous heart. His heart is filled with greed. He wants to use his money and to usurp it and to steal it. He gets mad at Jesus because he won't take great donations. So Judas allows his heart to be filled with all of these different thoughts that are against the Lord and Mary and God's will. It must be our aim to rid ourselves of evil thoughts and evil desires, and we must conform ourselves more closely to Christ. We can do that through our prayer. We can do that by the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, by adoring Him or praying in the church. We can do that by fleeing to the Blessed Mother, saying, Mary, I need your prayers. Our eternal salvation depends upon it. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I am reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you.
and Mary pray for you.